0: Name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Epib, and today the gospel is from Matthew chapter 18.
1: And as I was
0: uh, meditating on the readings of today, one theme that I found that was consistent in the readings was the idea of what is pleasing to God. What is pleasing to God? And also, at the same time, what is displeasing to God? So what is pleasing to God and what is displeasing to God? So let's start on a positive note and let's talk about what is pleasing to God. In the Gospel of today, it says, Our Lord, He says, Assuredly, I say to you, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So it is pleasing to God that we become like children and it's actually necessary for salvation it's necessary for salvation to be like children or in other words it will be impossible to enter heaven unless we are converted and become like little children like we know that baptism is a requirement for salvation we say he who is baptized shall be saved And we know the Lord said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, they shall by no means, or he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we know baptism is required for salvation. We know that communion is required for salvation. We know that communion is required for salvation. Our Lord, He says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat My flesh and of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats My flesh and drinks My blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So that means baptism is necessary for salvation. Communion is necessary for salvation. But did you know that there's another requirement? And the other requirement is that, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So I want to talk about three ways that we can be converted to little children very quickly. One, children are attached to their parents, children are attached to their parents. What do I mean by that? The other day I was standing right here and a little child I took a little child from their parents and it took maybe 10 seconds before the child started crying in my hands. And when it started crying, I said, "Okay, here you go back to your parents." The idea is that you know, as much as I could, I tried to cheer the baby up, oh, hi to sing songs to the baby, but the baby was not pleased to be with me. Why? Because the baby doesn't know me. The baby doesn't know me. And the baby just wanted to be with her parents. The baby just wanted to be with her parents. And we should be like that with God. We should be like that with God. Whenever the world tries to take us away or separate us from God, we should cry out. We should cry out like this little baby and we should say we want to be with our Father. We want our Father to carry us and we won't tolerate to be outside of His arms. We won't tolerate to be outside of His arms. We won't tolerate to live a sinful life. We won't tolerate living a sinful lifestyle. The sinful lifestyle cannot exist outside the the embrace of the father. You know, children do not, they don't get in trouble when they are in the hands of their, in the hands of their father. Usually only trouble, I'm talking about little kids, like you don't, children don't get in trouble when they're being held attentively. But they get in trouble when they wander and go free. So the idea is that when we want each one of us to stay in our father's bosom. In John 10, our Lord says that He is the Good Shepherd and the sheep follow Him and they know His voice. And He says there's another stranger that sometimes comes to try to take away the sheep. He says this person is a thief and does not come except to, to steal and to kill and to destroy. He says, I have come to have life and to have it more abundantly says, the sheep will by no means follow a stranger. I think sometimes we're following strangers. I think sometimes we're following strangers. That we don't, like, we're comfortable to be outside of the father's bosom. We have to be like the baby. And when you're outside of the father's bosom, you have to cry and say, no, I want to be in the father's bosom. We should be attached to our parents, just like little children are attached to their parents. The second way that we can be like little children is that children are not superficial. Children are not superficial. A five-year-old kid doesn't know the difference between a $100 shirt and a $5 shirt. Try it. If They don't know. It doesn't have any meaning to them. You put a shirt on them, they're happy. You know, starting in like middle school and high school, that's when we start to develop this superficiality where we judge people based upon their looks. And we judge people based on their clothes. And we judge people upon their social status and the way they they are. But children do not see people that way. Young children, innocent children, they don't care about that stuff. They see everybody as a possible friend. I remember one time... I was bike riding with my niece and we were going to a park and and then all of a sudden there was another girl about the same age as my niece and it was so awkward they started to run like ride circles like and bike around each other without talking to each other and then finally one of the I can't remember which one one of them talked to the other And then I just kind of stood back and just watched the whole thing as they became like best friends like instantly. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. They started talking about their family. They started talking about what their parents do, what toys they have at their house, what things they want to do in life. It was amazing. And I'm just sitting there standing back and I'm wondering if they were maybe 10 years older, would they have done the same thing? Doubtful, doubtful, very doubtful. Because as we grow older, we start to close up ourselves. We don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to talk to stranger. Everyone's content. We want to judge based on, we only want to hang out with people that look the way we look, the way that we dress, the things that we, that's not the way kids are. And I think unless if you want to go to heaven, you have to be converted and be like a child. I think that's the beauty of the story that we heard today of Ambab Shoy. Shoy. had this childlike characteristic. When he saw anyone, he said, oh, that's my brother. Oh, that's my... Fr-. That's why he was able to see the Lord Jesus Christ. The third way we can be like little children is that little children are teachable. Little children are teachable, they're guidable, they're dependent. In comparison to adults, there's no comparison actually. In comparison to adults, no offense to all the adults, your, te- your kids are much better. And in, in, the, in the fact that they accept criticism, they accept guidance. And so they listen to instruction sometimes, most times, they listen to instruction. But children are so easy to build habits or to lose habits very quickly. And all children, this is one characteristic that I think is really important. All children actually have teachers. They actually are disciples to somebody. They go to school. They learn from some people. I wonder, adults, who who, who do you learn from? Who teaches you? Who are you disciples of? Adults, they should be disciples. They should be learning, just as children are learning. And should be guide- they, sh- they have to be guideable. You know, in the liturgy, we say, lead us throughout the way into your kingdom. Huh? Lead us. What if you're not willing to be led? It means you're not a children. You're not like the child. The child is easy to guide and walk in a certain path. Are our, our adults, do we... We lose that childlike characteristic as we grow and we become more independent. We think we can do things on our way. And so we say, God, we don't need you to lead us. We'll lead ourselves. How about another part in the liturgy? We say, manage our lives as deemed fit. Do you want the Lord to manage your life as deemed fit? Or would you prefer to manage your own life as deemed fit? I think all of us should be like children. Children are moldable. Like, clay we just had an activity and we played with clay this past week and children are like clay in our like in in the hands they if you teach them the right way they will go in the right way to use the words of Isaiah Isaiah said you are our father we are clay and you are the potter and we will and we and all And all we are are the work of your hands. So we are the work of your hands. To be a child in this sense is to have a soft heart, one that is teachable, guidable and dependent upon God. The opposite is, I think, what we have is to have a hard heart. The opposite of what we have is to have a hard heart, one that doesn't accept correction, one that says, oh, repent, 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 and you close off and you say, no, I don't need to do that. That's the opposite of, of children. So chi- children are attached to their parents. They're not superficial. And they're teachable, guidable, and dependent. And I think that's what's pleasing to the Lord. So now let's talk about what's displeasing to the Lord very quickly. What's displeasing to the Lord is someone who takes one of these children and ruins them. One who takes one of these children, the one who is most dear in the eyes of God, and then ruins them. That's why to the Pharisee says, you travel far and wide to win one proselyte, and then you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. This is what is written in the Gospel today about being a stumbling block. And I think we have this problem. We have this problem. That we're being stumbling blocks to one another. That we don't encourage one another to be holy. We don't encourage each other in the way of godliness. Rather, we cause our brethren to fall into sin. And here, let's listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ says about the people who lead others to fall into sin. He says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better... (laughs) Watch this. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. That's better for him? That's a disaster. That's a disaster. But that's the that's the the the, the true gravity, the true seriousness of being a stumbling block. He says woe to the world because of these stumbling blocks. Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. And if you read the readings of today, you'll see many of the readings are about this offense. He says in the Pauline epistles he says, I marvel, so f- I marvel that you are turning away. So soon from Him who called you to the grace of Christ. I'm, I'm shocked. I can't believe it. How are you turning away so fast from what we just taught you? Then in the Catholic epistle, he says, For certain men have crept in unnoticed. Certain men have crept in unnoticed. Who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness. And deny the only Lord God and our Savior Jesus Christ. We have a problem of stumbling blocks. Yes, we have a big problem of stumbling blocks. I don't want to revisit all the things, but actually I could give you a small example. That the fast of the apostles, this past fast was, I would say, not uh, a church-wide fast. And I think part of it is because everyone is a stumbling block to their neighbor. And like for instance, I know the kids, they see certain kids not fasting and they say, oh, we don't need to fast. They see their parents not fasting, they don't fast. You're being a stumbling block to each other. How about in life and what we do on the weekends and how we spend our time? God forbid we stumble each other We should be helping each other, helping growing each other's spirituality. And the last thing that is, that's displeasing to be a stumbling block. You know what's pleasing? We said to be a child, but you know what's pleasing? It's actually at the end of the Gospel today. It says, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, what should you do? Cut it off. Cast it away from you. It is better for you to enter into life, to go to heaven. We're talking about going to heaven. It is better for you to go to heaven lamed or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet and then be cast into everlasting fire. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. That means if anything causes you to stumble, what should you do? Cut it off. Get away from it. Unfortunately, this is something we struggle with. But this is, the word is that if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better to enter into life, eternal life. We said it's not good enough. Yeah, you come and you're baptized. Oh, you come and you have communion. Great. Unless you become like little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. If there's someone stumbling you, you have to cut it off. It is hard. No one wants to be alone. I think this is... The pressure actually for the youth is actually beyond what is like... Is, is humanly capable. I feel for them. But it's not an excuse. We hear the martyrs, they are willing to cut off for their faith. We need to be willing to be like the martyrs to cut off, you know, to put away from us the stumbling blocks. And if you are a stumbling block change. Don't be a stumbling block anymore. We want to be helping build each other up to grow in holiness. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.